Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. All right, let's get into the Word this morning. Uh, coming into today's message, I was just, I don't know, I, 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 I just, I love the Christmas story, and I look for different things in the Christmas story. I mean, we all know the Christmas story. And I'm like, how many ways can you get up and preach the Christmas story? But I'm thankful that the Word is alive and the Holy Spirit brings things alive, right? And so I was looking uh, through the Scriptures and the Christmas stories and just, what, what, what I'm going to share, God? What's on my heart? And then last week, my brother gave a message and then I realized, oh, now I know i got to correct all that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my brother gave a great message last week. And he made this comment. He said, how many of you are ready for 2023 to be your, in your rearview mirror and wave goodbye? And there was such a big just kind of cheer from the crowd, if you will. And I, I got to say, I've had my moments in 2023. I'm kind of ready to get to 2024 as well. And that just kind of solidified in my heart what I felt like God was leading me to minister. And uh, what you'll see in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, you'll see the story of the wise men or the the, the men from the east coming and finding Jesus uh, in a stable. And uh, I want to ask you this question. What do you do when you're following a star and it ends up at a stable? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like you have these hopes and expectations. When, when the star pops up that day, here's the wise men, and they're not even from the people of God. They're, they're just Easterners, and they're, but they're scholars, and they're studying and researching. They're astrologers, and, and they know the writings of old somehow because just they learn. It's what they do. And all of a sudden, they see this bright star, and it must have just really stood out because it was different than any other star. They're out looking at the stars every day, but something's different about this one. It's like that star right there, and they began to, to study and wonder, and, and they find out that it's a that it's attached to, or they already knew, and this was uh, it happening now, the birth of the new king of Israel. And so they decide, we're going to go pay homage to him. We're going to go worship him. We're going to acknowledge him, whatever that looks like. And so they follow this star, the supernatural star, the spectacular star. They're on this journey, and the journey was months. It took, it took them months. I, I'm a, I, I love collecting nativity scenes. And I do it all over. In fact, I brought this great one back from Cuba. I'm going I'm to take a picture, show it the next week. It's awesome. And so I, I, I collect these nativity scenes, and it's funny how they're set up. Some have, you know, just marrying, depending on what you want to buy. But then they have nativity scenes with like the wise men who really aren't really there at the birth, right? It's a little, it's a little bit later over time because of their journey. The star shows at birth, and then they have time that they have to travel quite some ways to get there. And, and so they, 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 they're following the star, just excitement. His, the prophecy of old and amazing. And the, and the scripture says they didn't get to the stable directly. They stopped at the palace. And I thought, oh, that's interesting, right? Interesting to us. We think they just made this journey to the stable, but they didn't. As the scripture shows, they, they stop at the palace. And, and the palace of Jesus, the king, wasn't found at the palace. But that made sense, right? It would make sense to all of us, right? I'm going to go find the new king, okay? And Jerusalem is the capital. And so they set off. It's that way. They know Jerusalem's that way. The, the Bible doesn't say that the star led him to the palace. It says the star leads him to the stable. But how interesting on the way to find the new king, they just assumed in their mind he's going to be found in the palace. And so they end up in the palace and they have this exchange with the king. And, and then they finally realize he's not here. So when they go out, they're surprised and excited to see the star again. And it leads them to a stable. What do you do when you're following a star and you end up at a stable? Let me read this for you. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. 
saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them. Now listen, so these wise men come and bring them information in the palace they didn't know. Isn't it interesting? Here's people that aren't God's people coming and bringing information to God's people. How easy is this for getting consumed with the palace? Right? I mean, the comfort and the you know, things that were happening in our life and, and it's convenient and, and I like this and we get in all this, and, but, but wise men from the east had to come point. You, you're consumed with the palace. You're, you're, you're missing the birth of the king, the new king. And so, and so Herod calls all his uh, chief priests, another translation says, calls uh, experts in the law, another translation says, uh, the chief priests and the scribes of the people together. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born And so they said to him, Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. They already had all the information. They just didn't bother to pay attention. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, this is the prophet Micah, in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who shall, will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from the, them what time the star appeared. They're like, okay, so when did this happen? <laughs> right? So he's trying to get a timeline together here. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you found him, find him, you have found him, bring back word to me so I may also come and worship him. Now he's just basically lying to him. He's just deceiving him here. It's not what he intended to do. And when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. They found the star again. They're back on track till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, they, and then giving divinely, being divinely warned in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. I love this story. I love it. There's so many wonderful things in here as I was studying and praying. And, 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 and again, I just, the question is, what do you do when you're following a star and it ends at a stable? I mean, can you imagine the disappointment perhaps? Like they were in the palace. They thought, this is it. Let's do this. Palace knows nothing about it. Palace is consumed with palace. They're consumed with their own ideas, their own control, their own authority. It's a type and shadow of the world, their own council, their own politics, if you will, their own culture. And yet God's not interested in all those things. And it makes sense. Honestly, if we're thinking about it, it makes sense. God doesn't want to come where man has created something. God wants to come and establish him here on the earth. But you and I find, we find things that already exist comforting. We find those moments that we're familiar with. We find those places that we feel like we have access to or or help from people. Uh, The palace represents so many things in our lives. And yet we can be so consumed with the palace and all the things. We get get self-reliant. We get self-sufficient that we miss God in the stable. And so when they move and head their way, I wonder what it must have been like to show up at the stable. Well, this is not what I thought. Have you ever been there? 
When you know God has given you something, dropped something in your heart, right? God has a word for you. It's like, it's your star, if you will. Uh, you might have a dream. You, someone might have given you a word. You might just have this inward witness, this leading. Things just might be looking a certain way. And, and, and you feel it's God. And God has a promise for you, right? He's got promises for all of us. And God has good for you. And he's got amazing things for you. And he, he wants you to prosper. And he wants you to do well. He wants you to be well. And all of a sudden, you're following him with this excitement and this expectation. Because I know this is what God has. I'm on God's path. And all of a sudden, what this, the palace right there was like, I'm in a stable. You ever been there when things didn't quite look what you had hoped or thought? No, I must have missed God, right? I mean, God's not going to lead me to a stable. I mean, it's dirty, it's broken down, it's smelly, it's insignificant, and it has no value, it has nothing to offer me. It's a stable. Where is the palace? What do you do in that moment where you feel disappointment? Because you thought for sure God has something grand and great and wonderful. You thought for sure every road that God leads you on leads to palaces. Can I tell you it doesn't? Can I tell you probably more times than not, it always begins with a stable. Because God's not into you being comfortable. He's not in your convenience. He's not into worldly wisdom and worldly counsel and worldly resources. He's not into uh, uh, other things like, like culture and things in the world. He's into him. What do you do when you stand there at the stable and you wonder, where is God and all this? Could they have had a conversation like, hey, did we miss something here? Did you ever think this would end at a stable? Maybe we should recheck our charts or maybe we should recheck the prophecies. I'm, I'm not really sure this is how this should end out. And maybe they have. I mean, a king couldn't be born here. There, nothing grand could come from here. I, I'm just not sure we're in the right place. And these wise men had such hopes and they came and found a stable. The difference between the wise men and most of us is they take disappointments and turn them into divine appointments. They take something that is small and insignificant and turn it into something huge and very significant. And maybe what the wise men realized upon arriving at the stable was the stable actually was the greater place of significance. See, because the palace represents so many other things that is not God. Man's ability, right? All the things we already discussed. That the palace with all its priests and scholars and all its wisdom and knowledge is it's not God. It's, it's worldly wisdom and worldly wealth. And the, palace, and the palace you would find here in the scripture, we see chief priests, meaning in the palace you would find religion, but in the stable you would find relationship. Because you see, they come and Mary's holding the baby and the child at that moment in time. And, and there's just something about, something about all are welcome here. There's just something about connection, something about family in that moment. But in the palace, it's all masks are being worn and, and people are doing things that to, for themselves to self-promote. In, in the palace, you would find experts in the law, the scripture says, but in the stable, you would find freedom. No judgment here. Freedom. No masks. In the palace, you would find deceit because it says that, that Herod told them, hey, when you go find him, send word because I want to come worship. No, he didn't. He actually had a plan and we know that he wanted to kill. And that's why he wanted to know when the star appeared because then he sent his soldiers to kill every child under two years of age. You find deceit, but in the stable, you find transparency, you find honesty, you find truth. No agendas, no masks. In the, in the palace, you find the elite. It's for the elite. In the stable, you find equality. It's for everybody. Wise men knew how to take disappointment and turn it into divine appointment. And so in our stable experiences, how do we do this then? Because every single one of us in this room have stable stories. Some of you are in a stable right now. 
and it's dark and it's dirty and it's smelly. <laughs> Some of you are standing in front of it right now looking like, is this it? I, did, I thought it was different. Some of you just got out of it and think, thank God, right? I made it through there. I want to give you three things wise men do that every single one of us can do. Number one, wise men look for God in the stable. Wise men look for God in everything, every situation. See, we look for God in palaces. Wise men look for God in stables. In other words, we look for God in good circumstances. He can't be in the not so good circumstances. Wise men look for God in the stable. In other words, what you look for, you'll find. What you look for, you will find. See, we see what we're looking for, and there's a difference between what we're looking at and what we're looking for. Wise men have the ability to see God in everything. See, looking at something, you can just be a casual observer, and you stand and you judge it. Now, you compare it maybe with past experiences and with other, other people's experiences. You, you look for, with an eye of what your expectations were, but when you look for something, you look with purpose, you look with intentionality. In fact, Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, uh, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So when you look with intentionality and you look with purpose, you open up your heart to see what you can't see. When you don't open your heart up to the things of God, even in those experiences, if you will, then you are bound by your sight and everything around you, your circumstances determine what you find and you don't find God. God can't be in this. I must have missed it. First Kings 19, 11 through 12 says it this way. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain. This is Elijah. First service, I said it was Moses. So I think someone politely corrected me. But anyway, so... <laughs> I'm thankful. <laughs> Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. He's like, I want to see you, God. And then a great powerful wind tore through the mountains and tore them apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the wind, after the wind, there was an earthquake and everything shook, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. We are into sensational, big, grand things. We're into the palaces but we need to look at the stable. When you look at the stable, can you find God there? Do you see God there? Are you looking for God there? See, it's interesting to me because we need to have a God perspective. We need to have the ability to look at the stables in our life and see God in every one of those examples. Joseph in the scripture, if you know the story of Joseph, as a young boy, he had a, a vision or a dream rather of these bundles of wheat and his stood above his brothers and his brothers all bowed down to him and he shared that with them and they threw him in a pit and sold him into slavery. And he was in slavery and then he was sold into Potiphar's house. And in Potiphar's house, Joseph became the ruler of the house. And then he was falsely accused and was in prison. And in prison, he rose to run the prison. And then he went to the palace. And in the palace, he became number two under Pharaoh only. And all I could think about is Joseph, every time he was in a pit, a stable, every time he was in jail, a stable, every time he was there in that moment, he saw the God of his dreams. He saw the God of his dream. And every time he found the God of his dream in that moment, it elevated him to that position. Every time he was in a stable. I think about David, and, and David as a young boy was anointed king by Samuel. And but it was years, probably eight, 20 years perhaps before he became king. And during that time, he, uh, Paul, uh, Saul rather, Saul was trying to kill him. 
And at one point in time, David ended up living in this dark, damp cave of Abdullam, overcrowded with his mighty men, running from Saul and wondering. But in that time, he was reading and writing Psalms. The cave was his stable, but in his stable, he was looking for God. And I think about the Apostle Paul, because I just mentioned Paul, the Apostle Paul, as he was in prison. So the jail cell in Rome was his stable. But in that time, he was writing letters to believers all over the known world at that time. They were in a stable situation, but they saw God there. They found God there. What do you do when the star leads you to a stable? Well, wise men look for God in the stable situation. They look for God. And then back to the story of the scribes and the chief priests as Herod gathered them together. And it's funny to me that, that they didn't realize what was happening at the time, right? Someone that was not part of the people of God had to come tell them. So now they're in the word. Now they're in the writings. Now they're in the scripture, if you will. And even in that, they missed the king, which tells me you can be in the word and miss the king because you got to be looking for him. What do you do when you're in a stable? Wise men look for God there. The problem is when we're looking at the stable or our circumstances, they're not what we want them to be. We have a problem. Most of us want to walk away. I can't do this wrong place, not right. That's not what I thought. It's not what I want. I'm out of here. Don't let your disappointment cause you to lose the treasure in the stable. See, when you have a stable experience, we tend to, if we, wanna, if we don't walk away, we, we wait for it to change. Okay, well, it's, it's just gonna change. I gotta need you to change this. I, we wait on God to come and change it. And what I wanna say, he's already in the stable. <laughs> we wanna walk away, but God's in there. We wanna wait for it to change, but God's in there. And what in us thinks somehow when we come to a, a, a wonderful circumstance or situation, a palace, if you will, that God's there. How, and what, when we come to a stable situation, we think that he's not there. It's almost like when we're looking ahead at a stable, we think God's behind us. How could it be? But God's in every situation in your life. God's in the stable. And sometimes we'll wanna walk away, but he's there. And sometimes we wanna wait for him to change and, we're, and he's waiting for us to come in. He's in those circumstances. He's in those places. See, you're not alone. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's not just in the palace. He's in the stable. Why do we think the stable in front of us is in front of us and God is behind us? God's always in front of us. You know, I, if you've, uh, I love to pray a Saturday morning prayer. I especially love, everybody's welcome, nine o'clock. And so if you've been around me at staff or Saturday morning prayer, I've just been for the last few months. I don't know where it switched, what happened, but I just started praying. I pray this way now. I almost start every prayer with like today, for example, today is December 17th. I almost, start, I almost would pray this way. Father God, we're just here right now on December 17th. It's a Sunday morning. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's a day on our calendar that we've been working towards and, and we've just now got here. But Lord, I know that you already arrived before us. And I don't know why, but I pray that in every situation, we just got here, God, but you had already been here preparing the way. You have already set in position resource and power and anointing. We just got here, God, but you've already been here making a way. He's already been in your stable before you ever arrived there. He goes before you making a way. He, he goes before you. All right, number two, I've got to go. All right, wise men look for God in the stable. Number two, wise men offer their best to God. 
in the stable. And I love this one. I love this point because the tendency is in our stable moment, if you will, is to pull back or to do something uh, on line or level of what we're experiencing. Uh, we're, we're evaluating and we're judging things and now we're determining what's it worth. And so I can almost imagine the, uh, the, the wise man. Well, let's take a look. Matthew uh, 2.11 says this. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. For a stable? Maybe there was a discussion like, hey guys, this is it. The star's right there. This is it. We go and we see him. Hey, listen, listen. It's a stable though. So get the other trunk. <laughs> I know, and gold, where are we going to put the gold? Gold doesn't fit in the stable. The frankincense and myrrh is not going to cut the smell. It doesn't really matter. So don't, don't get that out. Go get the one that has the shiny rocks, the fabuloso, and the bleach. Get that, get that trunk out. <laughs> I love, fab- I love the smell fabulous, by the way. <laughs> get, the cam- get the blanket off the camel. Because we're looking at our circumstances and determining what's it worth. Missing that God of heaven is there and worthy of our best, of our all, of everything we give. We don't pull back. We don't hold back. We give everything we have, everything we are, because he's worthy of it. It's not about the stable. It's about the God in it. Give our best. So what do you do when the star leads you to a stable? Well, you look for God there and then you give your best in that moment. Give everything you have. Otherwise, we're just judging and evaluating circumstances and seeing what they're worth and missing the invaluable God there that's worthy of it all. So we give him everything we have, everything we can because he's worthy of it. We don't pull back. We don't withhold we give him everything. Number three, wise men change direction in their life in the stable. Let's take a look at verse 12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. route. The wise men, what do you do when you're following a star and it ends up at a stable where you look for God in the stable and then you bring him your best. And in that moment, God speaks to your life. See, the direction they came from, which they naturally just would have returned had God not spoken to them, was one that was going to lead them back the way they came by the palace to Herod and back to a not a good situation and not something that would work out well on their behalf. So understand this, in the midst of a stable, when you find God there and you bring your best to him, you position yourself to hear from him clearly, and God's going to redirect your path. He, he's, he's, he's perhaps going to refocus you because maybe you've been caught up and consumed in palace type things where now you all of a sudden you're depending on palace and the world and people and not God. And now all of a sudden you've come and you've found God and you've given him your best and you've positioned yourself under him for him to speak to you and position you or get you right back on track. I depend on you, not the palace, God. I want to go the direction you have, not what man has. I want to follow you. And God speaks to you and he redirects your course. Your, some of us need to get to the stable because we need a course adjustment. It's not going to happen sometimes until you get to that place of surrender. You get to that place where you don't have the conveniences. You don't have the resource. You don't have all the comfortable things that the world has to offer. God wants that all stripped away so he can have you. In the stable, it's you and God. And God speaks to you in those moments because we've been caught up in this world and worldly stuff, not even realizing it. So God will lead us to a stable to show us that. That this is all about him, not about me. Strip it all away, God. 
strip it all away. Let me come back to simplicity. Let me, let me come back to trust. Uh, let me come back to dependency on you. Uh, let me come back to the plan you have for my life, not what the world has for my life. And so show me, direct me. And now we position ourselves through seeing him and giving him our best that now we can hear him. You can hear things from God in the stable that you'll never hear in the palace. Because our natural senses and everything, we, we enjoy that. We get comfortable. We get all caught up. There's deceit in the palace. There's comfort. There's culture. There's all kinds of things. But over here, it's just God. It's just God. Where everything is stripped away. It's just you and him. A stable experience, when you find God in that stable and you give him your best, positions you for God's voice, for the direction for your life. They went another way. They changed direction to go home. They changed direction. Do you need to change a direction? Maybe you're, maybe you're standing in front of a stable today because God's trying to change a direction for your life. Maybe you're headed on a path that is harmful to you and you don't even realize it. Maybe, maybe God has something more, something better, and you're settling for something because you think that's all you have. That's all you've known. I've only known this. I, there's nothing else for it. And God said, no, I got so much more. But I got to get all that out of you to strip everything right down into the stable moment. Can we say it that way? Play on words, right? Stable moment. And come and then go the path that God has. I dare say some of us will, will, will never find the path without a stable moment. So today, what do you do when you're following a star and you end up at a stable? You look for God, because he's already there. Then you bring him your best, everything you have. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are, what they look like, he is worthy of your best. And in that moment, you listen to his voice, because he will direct or redirect your path to the plan and purpose of God. And I believe when we come to this time at Christmas, it's a great reminder for you and I that in every difficult circumstance and situation, we can still find God in the stable. He's worthy of our best. And he has a great path for us to walk. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.